Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 350. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our entertainment podcast right after this. We're going to start things off with the National Basketball Association. They're doing some sort uh, of weird tournament. Yeah, yeah. There's the, the in-season tournament is underway now. Uh, I think a few teams have played a couple games. Uh, it's a weird thing. I don't know if it matters. How long I don't does know. this last? It, until early December yeah, is when they uh, do the actual oh tournament God. part of it. So it's Why? just five... Uh, so it's five games to determine who makes the tournament that's going to be played in Vegas, um, and it's just it's just normal regular season games that count towards the regular season. Um, What's this Vegas thing then? That'll be the actual tournament. Once they determine the top eight teams based on these five games they play, there's going to be a single elimination tournament. And is that in the season two? Those won't count. So those are extra I just, games. Uh, that's so dumb. All, you know what that sounds like to me? Anthony Davis breaking his leg, playing a dumbass made-up game in Vegas. Yeah, that's that's going to be the real question here is with all these games is the teams that are probably going to be in that uh, final eight are going to be good teams who aren't going to give a shit. Like Jamal Murray. You, know what you need to do? Might tell not play. kids video games are dumb and real sports are cool. People like you when you play real sports and then they'll watch. Don't make these stu- Hey, go watch this in-season tournament. It's a fake version of the playoffs. That's stupid. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they're they're trying for something. I don't know if they're going to sell this to, uh, you know, China's Asia. really interested in this too. Um, but yeah. I don't think so. Uh, just have LeBron do a commercial over there for some drink and say, NBA, watch us. I'm going to jump over, you know, Drogic or some shit. Okay. That's, that's I don't know. Th- this frustrates me because you know someone's going to get injured in this dumb made-up tournament that no one cares about. Yeah, we'll have to see. We won't know until another four weeks or so. I also don't like that. I figured I saw that pop up on the thing on my phone. It's like, oh, is this for the weekend or something? And no, it, it's going forever. They have these dumb court skins for, you know, drawing in dumb eyes from kids. Ugh. Yeah, I think all the games being played today are going to be the NBA in-season tournament. Uh, group play is what they're saying. So, um, yeah, so Magic and Nets, it's really important. They're in the same group, so they're they're rivals, I guess. Um, Dumb. Yeah. So the Lakers are playing the Grizzlies. Okay, so that's their group. Uh, but yeah, you think if the Lakers make this tournament, they're not going to play LeBron or Anthony Davis. So the thing in Vegas is, do you get a cup? Do you do you, you get some you money, get money? You said, yeah. It doesn't count cup. towards your your NBA uh, you know season uh, record. And it's in the middle of the season? Yeah, that's right. So the NBA is going through a midlife crisis. Let's see. I'm trying to figure out what these rules are. The prizes, I don't know. I guess there's more prizes the further you go. Um, like a gift card. Or what, do you win a Zoom if you, yeah. you get first place or something? Everyone on the team gets $500 in Costco money. Like, 
Who cares? You're playing a professional sport at a, the highest level there is. Just impress us. Play your the whole season is about making it to the finals, not a playing tournament. Yeah. No, it's I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I really didn't care for the idea too much, but <clears throat> I don't know. These days, all these sports are trying different things. I mean, you've got NFL's added an extra team to the playoffs on each side. MLB's added extra teams to the playoffs. Uh, WNBA, I know, within the last years, added eight extra teams. I think literally eight out of the 12 WNBA teams make the playoffs. So, I mean... They just all go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just... It's really starting to feel that way. I mean, they're just they're just trying to... You know, I don't know, make some fun stuff. But it is interesting because, like, you can bet on who will be the in-season tournament champion. Like, I was listening to uh, something today that was saying that the favorite is the Celtics at, like, plus 450. And I think, like Andy was kind of saying, too, is, like, I feel like with some of those odds, you don't know because it's like, yeah, I mean, they're th- these guys aren't going to care about that tournament so much. I mean, it almost is for younger guys. Like, uh, they were saying the the second favorite or third favorite to be MVP of this tournament is uh maxi from the Philadelphia 76ers. So, I mean, it just gives like a, I don't know. It's, it's a weird concept, but it gives like a fun little chance that like random guys get to be an MVP of a tournament or like, you know, like maybe the New York Knicks or someone that, you know, is a decent team, but isn't going to win an NBA finals can win this in season tournament type. I don't know. It's, I'll be interested to see if this actually continues beyond this year. I mean, obviously this is like a, let's see how it goes thing. And then they'll want the, you know, the feedback from did viewership go up? Did, what did the players think and stuff like that? So it'll be interesting to see if uh, this is happening again next season, or if this is going to be just a one and done thing. Yeah. I think it's not necessary. Yeah. But uh, moving on from that, we've, uh, Got a, a trade that happened, I think, since the last time we... Uh, no, it happened, happened? already. All right. We had talked about the trade already. Yeah, he just hadn't um, played. Yeah. Okay, so, so I guess he hasn't played since we... Or has he? I feel like he was playing like the first night or something when we did it last it week. It might have been, but I think he played the next day, actually. Okay. Uh, this is very hard to talk about. Yeah, this is Andy's team, so I'm going to let him... Uh, he'll, he can lead this one off. Uh, so this is... It's a very depressing time for me as a sports fan. I... You know, I, I just want to give up. There's no, there's no hope. I'm uh, metaphorically standing uh, in the middle of the Golden Gate Bridge right now, uh, ready to end it all. Um, this is, this is, this is the the worst thing imaginable. I like, I could not. We did talk about this trade last week, and I didn't know if it was going to go well. I could have never imagined it would go this poorly. Um, so the Clippers have now lost five straight games since the trade. Um, four yes. with Harden, he didn't play. Oh, and, and four with James Harden, yes. Uh, in the minutes James Harden's played, I think they're minus 100, and they're like plus 20 in the minutes he hasn't played um, in these four games. Uh, they have not figured out how to play with him. He's not playing well at all. It just, the biggest disaster ever. Um, and that's the irrational part, is just how bad could this be? Um, I'm, yeah. If if this doesn't work out, they might have set their franchise back 15 years. I don't know. Um, I, I really shouldn't be thinking about it that way, but it seems just, it just seems so hopeless and horrible. Um, but to try to be rational and try to be optimistic, uh, James Harden was complaining a lot about how he never had a training camp because the Sixers didn't want him to go to training camp during this whole thing, and he's out of shape and he's not ready and. So maybe he's just not playing as well as he should, as he will, in 
two weeks from now. Uh, maybe it just requires a little more chemistry with the guys. I mean, they to throw them right in there like that is tough. Uh, but the other part of it, this is like this is a horribly constructed roster, even though there's talent. They traded. They were already guard heavy, and they traded two power forwards for a guard, essentially. Um, the two power forwards that were in the rotation. And so now they're super small. They also lost their backup center, Mason Plumley. He got hurt. Um, it's a horrible roster the way it's constructed. So they need to make another move. They need to get some size. They need to get guys who know the role better. Um, but yeah, when they made the Harden trade and it was like, whoa, they didn't trade Norman Powell. Instead, they traded two power forwards. It seemed like a win, but it's shown to be a huge loss. They need, they need a Robert Covington type player on this roster. They need a guy who's six foot eight and can just stand in the corner and be semi decent at hitting threes and not get killed on the boards. But right now it's like they're trying to run lineups of like Bones Highland, Norm Powell and James Harden. And it's just horribly, horrible defensively. Cause like Harden, you know, is never going to give you a, much effort there on that side of the ball. So um, to be optimistic, they can make another move. I think they can trade Norm Powell. I think they'll definitely make a move at the deadline because they'll figure out what's well, not they shouldn't working. Wait till the deadline. I'm, I'm saying like, but, well, I mean like before, I meant to say like before the trade deadline, they'll definitely make a move because they, they're going to want to compete. They know they can compete with the players they have. And I don't think their owner and everything is going to want to just sit there and be like, Oh, well, we'll just wait till next season because it's like, I think they, they want to, they know they have players that can, you know, B can make a run in the, a deep run in the playoffs. So I think they'll definitely go out and, you know, try to get something that'll help. And they, I feel like every year around the, when before the trade deadline or around the trade deadline, this, the Clippers always make. Yeah. Moves. You always make moves in the margins here, but they, it's not necessarily the, the talent is wrong. It's like, they don't have the right combination of players where it's like, well, you went, you went too small and that's really killing you. And you need guys who do a certain thing and they just kind of fucked it up. Um, and maybe they'll fix it, but, uh, it's it's crazy because coming into the season, they talk so much about how they're not going to throw away the regular season, that they're going to take it seriously. They're not going to skip back-to-backs. Um, if you want to be optimistic, Kawhi and Paul George have played every game so far. Um, you can't say that about Joel Embiid. You can't say that about LeBron or Anthony Davis or a lot of the other stars that miss games. Those guys took it seriously said, yeah, we are going to try to play as many games as possible, and they've lived up to it. Um, and those first four games when they were 3-1 – and one, they were a very good team. I don't think the media is ready to like be like, oh, they're really good again. They can win the title. Um, but they were playing really well. Um, they, they, when they made that trade, they probably would have won the Lakers game if they didn't make the trade, if they had the guys because they had to play a um, yeah, they, shorthanded and they went to overtime. That was that a game. tale of two halves. And then it also didn't help that in overtime, Paul George, who was leading the the team in points, fouled out. Yeah. But uh, – yeah, I mean, it's, it's still early. I mean, obviously, you know, a lot yeah. of times like when... But I think the point is if they were like, we're going to take the regular season seriously, we're going to try to win 58 games, you fucked it because yeah. they're bad right now. And if they go, they could be like 4-10 and 10 before but they ever... We saw last year that a, a seven-seed Laker team got to the Western Finals. So, yeah. I mean, you know, a lot can La- happen. Last year was a crazy year where a lot of the teams that start out hot, like Portland and New Orleans, fell and, apart. And Utah. Yeah, I mean, and Utah. Utah. And then the Oklahoma, I feel like, almost started falling apart, too. They started off pretty yeah, good, I too. They, so. they started trending down at the end. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, the long season, uh, you know, a lot of times I feel like, especially in basketball, it's so, like, personal. There's only, like, you know, 10 people on the court that it's, like, sometimes you do have to get in those the groove of things. And, I mean, you've seen it before where, you know, teams bring in new players and then they end up, you know, I remember it with the Heat when uh, LeBron first went there and they had a slow start with all those guys. Then, you know, they ended up getting to the NBA Finals that year, losing to Dallas. But, 
So, you know, I'm hoping, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think, you know, definitely not time to panic yet. Obviously it's, you know, it could be concerned for sure, but, uh, far from panic. I mean, they've played what, 10 games out of 82. So plenty of time, but, uh, anything else to talk about in the NBA or is that, uh, that's it. All righty. What do we got next, Sean? Yeah, let's move over to hockey. Yeah. Just a quick story in the, in hockey. There's uh this happened about, uh, I want to say about three weeks, two, three weeks ago. I don't think we talked about it because I think it happened leading into the week of uh, that we went that we uh, didn't have a podcast because of Halloween. But uh, Adam Johnson, former Pittsburgh Penguin who played uh, in the United Kingdom Hockey League, league got a uh, got his throat slit in a game by an ice by a skate blade and uh, ended up dying uh, shortly after. And a friend of mine, you know, on Twitter, you know, you can find anything. Sent the video. And it was one of those things where it just like shook me to my core because it's like, you know, the guy basically literally like karate kicks him. Like he's going like going after him and basically like jumps up, kicks him. You know, obviously I'm sure, he, you know, it was still a dirty play, but I don't, you know, obviously he didn't mean to kill the guy. Uh, cuts him in the throat and you see him go down. You see the blood on the ice. Then you see him get up and you just see him like skating to the bench with all this blood all over his throat and on his jersey. And it's just crazy to know that like, you know, moments later he, you know, died and so there's a lot of people, there was a big thing saying like, oh, because of the, how, because of how the play looked and because of this player's violent history or whatever, you know, his, you know, get, he gets a lot of penalties, does a lot of dirty plays that people were saying that he should be tried for like manslaughter and stuff like that. And uh, Matt Petgrave is his name. He's also on the, uh, in, in the United Kingdom League. He came back for the first time yesterday in a game. And his home crowd gave him a standing ovation. He hadn't played in a couple weeks. That was obviously the home crowd saying, hey, you know, like it was an accident, like, you know, making him feel good. Well, the very next day, as in today, he was arrested and he is being tried for manslaughter. And so that I'll be very interested to see how that plays out because, you know, he died while playing the sport. But because of this guy's history, I guess, with penalties, which is, you know, I don't know how you can look at it like that, but. The play itself was, it was a dirty play, but obviously, you know, again, he's not trying to, wasn't trying to obviously, you know, I don't think in that moment you're thinking about the the crazy slim 1% chance that like the skate blade's going to get the guy in the throat and kill him. But I mean, it did. So it'll be uh, interesting how that plays out. I mean, I don't know if you guys, any of you guys ever saw the video or anything, but uh, I mean, do you think like in this situation, like, do you think like this guy is going to end up, you know, spending time in jail and if so like how much time or like what do you think I, happens in a situation i don't know like the this? uh british legal system but i guess that's a good point yeah, too it, it is seems, a different it is not only a different state but a different country yeah. it does seem like uh there should be some punishment in order here yeah what about you sean you said you saw the video or you haven't i did see the video yeah i mean it certainly looks intentional obviously i don't think he was trying to yeah kill the guy but most people aren't trying to kill someone when they And I think him. that's why it's manslaughter, not murder. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think one of these judges with the little, you know, uh, George Washington hair <laughs> is going to, I don't know. I don't know how they work over there. Like, you are sentenced to making tea in uh, our jail for 40 years or, or something. They have to go to Scotland Yard. I know that one. There you go. Yeah. That's the British jail. All Britons go to that jail, I'm sure. It's the only one. Let it, let it just be a lesson. Uh, settle yourself down before you act when you're hot-headed. 
Yeah, I guess that's a good lesson to everyone, not just athletes, but oh yeah, everyone. Yeah, so we'll well, we'll keep our eye on that. We'll update you guys on uh, what ends up happening in that situation. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, do we want to move over to college football? Yes, uh, a big week in college football. Well, I was hoping the new rankings would be out, but it looks like they're not quite out yet. Okay, but, not. Like, we know the AP rankings. We don't know the playoff rankings. Um, but yeah. Yeah, big big week. And it, it started off in the middle of the week when Michigan, they've suspended Harbaugh for uh, – suspended Jim Harbaugh for the rest of the season. And that'll be a uh, – that'll be a big blow. And in my opinion, I don't think he'll coach Michigan again. I mean, we kind of talked about this when the stuff was coming out that we thought like this would be like situation similar to Pete Carroll where – you know, he's just going to leave because this could be a situation where this might just be the beginning. I mean, this could be a situation where Michigan is banned from bowl games for the next few years and stuff like that. And uh, it could be a big deal, especially for a team that hasn't been able to win the national championship in a long time, but has been there the last few years, like in the playoffs and has been a good team. And uh, they're without uh, Jim Harbaugh for the rest of the year. And that's big because they uh, they did play Penn State this last week. And they were only like four-point favorites because I think people knew that was going to happen. It was on the road. And Michigan won. Their intern coach gave a very emotional post-game conference, you know, crying and everything like that. And, you know, now Michigan's basically saying, you know, it's the world versus us. You know, they're kind of going with that victim mentality. Uh, but they play Maryland this week. And then uh, next Saturday, they will play Ohio State. And I believe that game is in Ohio this year. And uh, that's not going to be a, an easy test, you know, especially without their coach. Uh, can we actually double check if that game is in Ohio? I, I feel like it. I saw it was, but I might be wrong. Oh, never mind. It's in Michigan. So that's why I'm glad we checked. Yeah. So that game's actually in Michigan. It was in Ohio last year. And I know that was one of the games where Michigan kicked their ass. And that was one of the games where I think they they claimed is where some of the cheating was going on, that they knew Ohio's plays and or play calls and stuff like that. So that's another thing, too, is Ohio State knows that that was a situation last year. So, honestly, I think they're going to be fired up to go against Michigan. Like, that that game is going to be crazy. That game will be on Saturday, November 25th, and uh, that'll be a a must-watch game. Game will be at 9 in the morning Pacific time. It'll be a good game. But, uh, yeah, what do you what do you think? Is Harbaugh going to – was that – are we ever going to see him coach again in a Michigan uniform, or is he going to come to the NFL, maybe coach for the Raiders, maybe the Chargers? Yeah, like, I think, where's he, he going? I think he might win his his lawsuit and get reinstated and then okay. then leave. Uh, the thing is, is, is any of this stuff going to end up getting vacated? Um, I know a big part of this controversy is kind of – there's the idea that everyone does this, which is similar to the Astros scandal. And the Patriots had something is, like this, Which too. is true in that, yeah, everyone does this, but did they overdo it? Um, I don't know. And like, I mean, everybody wants to do whatever they can to get the yeah. slight edge. I mean, it's in baseball when you're tipping, you know, you're at second base and you do something that means, Hey, they got a curveball coming, you know? And I mean, that's why when stuff like, but in that situation, then you always got to also defend things like, you know, when they were, you know, saying stuff like that, it's like, you know, when, if you think a guy's tipping pitches at second base or when he's on second base, you got to change up the play calls. You got to call over your catcher and say, Hey, I think this is happening. And you actually did see that happen in, uh, during the Astros is when, uh, one of the Ast- the White Sox pitchers, I think, was catching on to it. And I remember he, he called over his catcher. I've seen the video. And you can hear the bang, which was supposed to mean, I believe that was supposed to mean curveballers or a fastball, I think. And you can hear it. And he throws him a curveball and it strikes out Evan Gaddis. And I, I remember seeing that because it, he switched up the play calls because, or the pitch count or, you know, whatever, because 
he was basically telling him like, or pulled over, pulled his catcher aside and said, I think, you know, I feel like something's going on or something like that. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I'll be interested to see what happens. You know, I, I feel like this is now the, you know, they've, it's been talked about for years. It feels like about Jim, about Harbaugh going to the NFL. And I think, or going back to the NFL, I should say. And I feel like this is going to be the, the straw that breaks the camel's back. I think, I think if he is going to continue to coach, I think it won't be in college anymore. I think it will. I think he will go back to the NFL. I think other teams are going to definitely make a push at him. There's definitely going to be a lot of coaches that are going to want a new head coach after this season. I mean, that's how it is every season, but some notable places, like I said, possibly Vegas, maybe the Chargers, depending on what happens with them. I mean, hell, maybe even like Buffalo or something like they're We'll get to that, but they're not having the season we expected. So be interesting to see. But uh, another coach got fired or not another coach, but another we might as well continue the trend with the coaches. Jimbo Fisher fired after how many seasons with a and I think it was six or seven around there. Yeah, and they said um, he's still going to get paid big money. Yeah, like another $80 million or something like that. So uh, crazy. I mean, they, they, had, they had to give him a lot of money to get him out of Florida State, which was a big shock when it happened. He won a, he won a championship with them. Um, but I, I don't know. He went to a school that is maybe not as dominant in a really tough conference, and they've had good teams, but like a lot of like seven win seasons too. So um, this came after a big win too. They, I think they won fifty five to ten. Uh, but I think what they, even the is AD, their record? Uh, I think they were like six and four or something like that. Yeah. Uh, the the AD basically said that he had already made a decision after mm. the loss the previous week. Um, Did they lose to someone like they, they lost to, to Ole Miss the previous oh, week? Ole so. Miss was a good team. So Ole Miss is solid. Um, Georgia actually beat them pretty handily this this. Yeah, weekend. I was gonna say that might actually put Georgia at number one when the playoff rankings yeah, come out. So we're, we're waiting on that. I think they usually come out maybe like today, six o'clock. But, I think. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll might see. Be here. We might be able to still give them to you at some point. Maybe towards the end of the podcast, we'll refresh again. But yeah, that was a big win for them. They made a statement. They were number two. They beat they beat number nine pretty heavily. Uh, and then other games here, we had uh, Washington. You said holds off uh, Utah. I didn't. Uh, what was the What was the score of that one? Did we? Uh, it was a touchdown game. We, yeah, let's go check out these scores really quick. So Washington beat them thirty five twenty eight. But the controversy with that game was uh, I shouldn't say controversy, but the story was that Washington was about to score a wide open touchdown, and their player decided to drop the ball at the two yard line, which. <laughs> You see this happen before and stuff. You see, you sometimes see players showboat and then a defender comes and knocks it out. But to just drop it, yeah. Deshaun uh, Deshaun Jackson was the the famous one in the NFL to do that. Yeah, um, uh, it, it's but they ended up getting a safety out of it, so I guess it but all worked out. Here's but the thing, though: is they didn't cover the spread. Yeah, and yeah. that is what's going to piss people yeah. off. They were eight and a half point favorites. They won by seven. So that is, uh, trust me. There's a lot of people out there that were not happy about that. And then another Pac-12 matchup that. Also, the home team didn't cover the spread. The Oregon Ducks beating USC 36-27. I actually watched uh, this entire first half, and I'll tell you what, those Oregon receivers are fast. There was a co- and also that USC defense is horrible. I mean, they it was their first game with, you know, they had new coaches. And actually, I guess they only held Oregon to 14 in the second half, so it wasn't bad. And I mean, 36 for the game is actually probably under Oregon's season total. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but I imagine it's more than 36 a game. But... Yeah, and right USC's now, still nothing, right now, Washington, there. Oregon are five and six, and they can't crack that top four. Uh, I think a lot of people still think Oregon's better that they should have won that game. Yeah, and it was also it, on the road. And if there's a rematch, that Oregon will pull this yeah, one off. Neutral field. Um, but the, yeah, the question is, if that's what happens, will that team actually get into the top four? Um, well, if Washington wins the Pac-12 and their Pac-12 tournament, I think they will they because definitely, they def- definitely other would, teams but, will beat each other. But I'm saying, if Oregon wins the Pac-12 title. 
uh, and has one loss, it's going to be tough for them to get in that top four, I think. Um, but you have to realize, too, I mean, Michigan-Ohio State, one of those teams is going to lose. They do play each other. So, it, yeah, it'll do. But as we all know, too, the the committee feel like they love the Big Ten. They love the SEC. Yeah, I mean, if it came down to it, they might give a one-loss team from a different conference that didn't win their conference. Yeah. Also, in situations like this, too, you might see Florida State be the team that gets shafted. I mean, in the ACC, it's yeah. not that strong. I mean, a one-loss Oregon team that wins the Pac-12 championship and a one-loss let's say Michigan team, like those might be better than an undefeated ACC Florida State team because Florida State doesn't have anything left. So, but... Um, yeah, we got more Pac-12 stuff here. Yeah, so this was... Uh, we'll, we'll go to the Arizona one. Arizona, uh, I believe what? Like ranked 19th or so? Yeah, ranked 19th. They... Uh, you got to remind me, who do they take out again? Uh, they beat Colorado. Colorado. Wasn't that impressive. Yeah. But they are now 7-3 and three when they were looked upon as being a, a lowly uh, I team. I remember two, three years ago, they were... Like yeah. really got awful. So good for Arizona making the Pac-12. You know, going out strong in the last in the final season of the Pac-12. But uh, this one, Andy, I have to say, this is a this wasn't a look ahead game at its finest. UCLA at home to ASU, fifteen and a half point favorites. They play USC this week, and and I think that was just a total look ahead game. I think they were already thinking about USC, and they let ASU come in there and. Beat them and what did UCLA score? Seven points? Was yeah, very, seventeen very to seven. Weird. I, did, I didn't watch any of it, but they're neither of the top two quarterbacks UCLA ended up playing. I don't know what was going on, uh, but this offense has really been pathetic, and that's what Chip Kelly is supposed to deliver. Is he's got a great offensive scheme, you know, up tempo and everything. It's a great running game. Uh, they blew it. They this is the best defense UCLA's had in years, and their offense is the worst offense they've had in years. Um, and I think this could be it for Chip Kelly. That like. This season should have gone better, and right now they, they they're bowl eligible, but really disappointing to to lose to. They're the worst team, right? Is ASU worse than Stanford? I think so. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what the standings are at the top of my head, but they're definitely down there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was uh, it'll definitely be questions will definitely be had if uh, about Chip Kelly, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, is there anything else with the college football, or is that going to do it for us? I'm going to look look ahead to next week. A couple, oh yeah, couple key games here. Um, so Arizona's got another chance to play a ranked opponent, Utah Arizona. So uh, that should be a good game there. Uh, we've got uh, Ohio State has played Minnesota. It's a, sometimes a tough opponent. I think Ohio State will handle them. Um, but then Washington Oregon State, I think, is the big. Highly ranked matchup. This is a team that could really trip up Washington. It's in Corvallis. Uh, Oregon State's pulled off some big upsets the past couple years. Uh, this could solve that whole problem of who's going to have the one. <laughs> is Washington going to have one or zero losses? They could lose this game right here. Oregon State's perfectly capable. So that's uh, the five versus the 12. And then, yeah, Georgia, I think, had them here. They not playing this week. Oh, Georgia's playing Tennessee. Oh, that'll be good. Uh, in, the, in, in, Knox, road. in Knoxville, so that's could be a good game. But you never know. Georgia might just be way more talented and uh, destroy him. But yeah, still no more new rankings. Looks like. Yeah. Well, then I guess we'll have to just know the rankings next week when we do the podcast because yeah. I think that'll do it for us for college football. We talk about the NFL. Yes, another. Fun week in the NFL. Week 10 came to an end. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll start it off with Thursday Night Football, which was what we knew would be a, a boring game. Ended up probably not being the most boring game of the week, but um, it was one of the televised boring games of the week. 
And a game that really didn't matter for anything. Mm, no, yeah. You got um, Chicago yeah. versus Carolina. Uh, I honestly don't even remember who. What, Chicago won, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, so the story here was, should Chicago try to win to make Carolina worse because they own Carolina's pick? Or should Chicago try to lose out and guarantee themselves the number one pick? Um, I think they made the right decision. They won the game. If they lose the rest of the games, that's good because Carolina can still win a couple games here, especially against teams that aren't trying at the end of the season. Um, I think this is maximizes the value of the two picks they own, but maybe uh, now another team there can sneak in and get that number one pick from, from the bears, which is what they don't want. But yeah, that's kind of the drama of that game. Um, and then, yeah, the next game, another, it's not a primetime game, the opposite of a primetime game, but a prime game and that this was a, the second Germany game. And uh, uh, I put in the notes here, this is a revenge for World War II because uh, this was a pretty terrible game to send over to Germany to like, hey, guys, you want to watch some football? Uh, 10 to 6 final. You had Mac Jones versus Gardner Minshew. Um, That's what was really, funny what really Chris bad. Berman was saying in the, when he did the fastest two minutes or whatever, three minutes, whatever it is, uh, at halftime yesterday, the Monday Night Football game, as he was like, once upon a time, New England Indy was Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. And then now it's like he shows this game. And then it's like just the clip of that awful interception that Mac Jones threw. Like, what was he doing? Where was he thinking? Like, it's just insane. But yeah, uh, happy that we threw that game over to Germany. And that we, you know, that was 630 in the morning our time and that we didn't have to be up to watch that. Uh, the other this next game, though, really good. Uh, Bengals uh, lose their winning streak. And um, Houston gets another win. Uh, this was one of my bets of the week was I took Bengals minus seven. I said that they would they would win. And they actually, that line actually closed it minus five and a half. So I did not have CLV, which is close, closing line value. I uh, was the opposite of that. So, but it didn't matter since I didn't cover anything. They, um, they ended up losing yeah, the game I, straight up. I think up. in your defense, there was some wide receiver stuff. It was like, who's going to play? And then Otiens is not going to play. And then so... I think there's probably a lot of line movement on that game. So yeah, and yeah, and I was actually hearing that even when uh, Chase was announced to start, that the line didn't actually move for that, which told them that a lot of the, the odds makers they they had a lot of respect for Houston, and rightfully so. Houston went in there and won the game straight up. So uh, Houston looking like a, a pretty good team so far. So I think uh, they've got to be given a little bit of respect here. Yeah, definitely. They're in the the playoff race, tight AFC playoff race. I think I think there's eleven teams with four wins in the AFC. Um, so that, I think if you have four wins, at least you're still alive. Um, but yeah, there's some other teams here that uh, it's not looking great for the playoffs. But um, yeah, all the AFC North teams, I believe, are in the playoffs right now if the season ended. Uh, let me confirm that. Oh, no, actually, so Houston has a tiebreaker over, over Cincinnati right now. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but next up, we got uh, Vikings and Saints, which uh, I think a surprising result here. Josh Dobbs in his second start. Puts up another good performance. Uh, so he's now moved to 2-0. Uh, Derek Car- Car- Carr got hurt again, uh, which gave us Jameis Winston, who I believe had two touchdowns and two interceptions, which is what you get out of Jameis. It's, that's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, New Orleans, this, this NFC South, we'll talk about it further. Um, I don't know. I don't like any. I didn't like any of the teams going in. I don't like any of them now. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Minnesota is now comfortably in a playoff spot, which is crazy to think. Like... So they're two games up on on Tampa right now. Uh, that's without Kirk Cousins. Uh, I don't know. Can they can they keep it up? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they play uh, Denver this week, so 
I mean, hell, maybe a chance to go seven and four. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of there's people I listen to that they like Josh Dobbs. So we'll see. I mean, they're, I think Justin Jefferson's coming back soon. So, you know, you never know. You never know what their, their defense, I mean, not their defense, their offense. So we'll definitely see. But uh, this next game, uh, Pittsburgh Green Bay, my Pittsburgh Steelers now go to, they uh, hold off Green Bay with another one score game that, you know, makes Kenny Pickett like, uh, like a ridiculous record in one score games. And they uh, moved to six and three. And the funny thing about this is I was mentioning this to you yesterday is that the Pittsburgh Steelers are the, become the first team in NFL history to start a season six and three and be outgained in every single game they've played. So it's even as a Steeler fan, I hate to say it, but it's a, it's a very phony six and three, unfortunately, you know, I, are they that good? Probably not. And so I think even still, I was hearing that they're still just plus a hundred. So slight underdogs to even make the playoffs, even though they're six and three. And it's because their schedule gets a little tough. I mean, they play, they still have to play the Bengals twice. So that means one at home, one in Cincinnati. And then they have to play Cleveland on the road. They have to, which is actually this weekend. And then they have to play Baltimore on the road. So definitely some toughness still. The good schedule. news is that they don't take wins away. Uh, they got those six wins. Yeah, that's they, true. They, they, that they, is true. They stay with them. Yeah, and they and they do get to host Arizona at one point. I believe they played the Colts at some point also, which, you know, so they, they definitely do have like two or three like very, you know, winnable games still on their schedule. So, yeah, I mean, this could be definitely a 9-8 and eight team, possibly a 10-7 and a seven team. And that 10 wins, you know, you'd like to think is enough to get into the playoffs. So we'll uh, we'll see. Yeah, that was up. also one of your picks, though, I believe. Uh, it was, yeah. Uh, that's my my only victory. But um, I also didn't mention to you, I, I screwed up my uh, Survivor football. I picked the Steelers, and then when I went to check afterwards, that I hit Green Bay instead. And so uh, you had the record here that I I like Pittsburgh <laughs> in this game. So that was that was definitely a mistake. I hit the wrong side of the the thing there. But yeah, very disappointing. It's the best I've ever done in uh, Survivor football. I think it was down down to like six thousand people left in Yahoo. Um, and yeah, I, I blew it. I just clicking the wrong button. So, um, I could have won money or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, next up we got Tampa Bay, Tennessee. I will say I've done that before too with, uh, like even like I remember like Bet before betting, I'm betting yeah. and stuff where I meant to take an over and I took an under and I've done that only a couple times in my life. One time it did cost me cause I was actually trying to hedge a bet and I ended up going with, and it was the last thing I had. I remember it was like a parlay to win like a good amount of money too. It was a long time ago and it was like. I'm like, oh, well, I'll hedge or whatever. And then, no, I ended up I ended up doing it. And, of course, that one lost. And I was like, oh, well, I looked at my account. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll have this much. And I remember it showed no pending bets. And I still had an amount much lower than I expected. And then I saw what I had done. And then another time, I actually did that on accident. And I actually thought I took an over when I took an under. And I actually thought I lost. And I looked at my account and opposite had more than I thought I had. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. It's also scary when that happens because you really, in the moment, don't realize you did what you did. And you go the whole three hours watching the game thinking like, okay, oh, this yeah. is going on. And then you see it and you're just, you're almost, you're almost dumbfounded with yourself. Like I remember when I did that the last time I was like, did somebody go into my account? Like to the people that I bet with, like fuck with me or something like, but yeah, it's uh, so always make sure you double check. You know, they always said double check your work mm -hmm. in school. Oh, yeah. Double no, check that, anything that has to do with money. I should have done that. So, well, Andy, we'll let you take off this exciting, this yeah, exciting next game. The next matchup. Possible uh, Super Bowl matchup. <laughs> two two South teams, an AFC and an NFC South team. Tampa Bay, Tennessee. Uh, Tampa Bay won this easily. And they're very much alive in the in the horrible NFC South. So, um, it's a rough division. It's, it's been a rough division the last few years. But 
New Orleans is still winning at five and five. Uh, but Tampa Bay and Atlanta with four wins are still very much alive in that, that division that they really sucks and all their games seem to suck. Um, now this next one, this is a pick that you had that you were incorrect on. So, uh, Jacksonville, San Francisco, San Francisco is back. Three game losing streak broken here. Um, and ironically, uh, Christian McCaffrey's, uh, touchdown streak. Uh, ended this yeah. week as well, and, and they did, desperately tried to. What get What did you think about that at the end? Because they were winning what, like thirty-four to three or something like that. Yeah. What was the final score? Because that's what they were winning by. So yeah, thirty-four to three, they were up, and they're over there just giving the. They have McCaffrey in the game. There's like two minutes left, and they're trying to get it to him. They're they're inside the five yard line, desperately trying to get to him. And then there was some people that I know weren't happy about that because it's like, no, you're gonna pour it on, try to beat us forty-one to three. Because you want some guy to get a record that, you know, people don't even know who had the record before type okay, shit. well, that's what I was going to say. I don't want him to break the record because that's LaDainian Thompson's record. Well, it was also another guy, too. So he was tied. There's there's a little controversy. What's right the guy's there? name? Like Lonnie something? Lenny Moore. Lenny Moore. Uh, so McCaffrey tied the record if you include playoff games. Oh, okay. Because will it shock you that LaDainian Tomlinson scored in, I think, 20 consecutive regular season games? But when he played in the playoff game, he didn't score. Does that, oh. that surprise you as, as see, uh, you know, knowing the Chargers history that he gets, oh, yeah. <laughs> he scores every game and then they get in the playoffs and lose to the but fucking see, Jets. I don't like that because like, what? so it just would have been better for him if he just didn't make the playoffs record-wise? Yeah. So That's stupid. Nobody really counts records when they, like streaks, when they include the playoffs because well, yeah, they're not real games. streaks don't go into the playoffs, No, right? but, so they've been talking about that, but Daniel Thompson owns the real streak, the regular season streak, so. Yeah, I don't want anyone to break that record. So, well, good. Well, he didn't, but yeah, I uh, awful pick on my thought. I I went into this game. I knew 49ers were coming off a bye. I knew they were going to be desperate, but Jacksonville coming off a bye also at home. I thought they'd give them a game, but I think the key thing there too is Debo Samuel came back, and maybe it's a, a trend there that the team likes having Debo because it does put more pressure, like and, less and pressure Trent on other guys. Tackle that was big too. So yeah, but you know, Ayuk had a good game. Kittle had a good game, and it's because. Debo's able to like mix things up a little bit. So yeah, the Niners, they looked good. Uh, a nice dominant 34 to three road win against a good Jacksonville team. So that was good. And then, uh, this next game here, the AFC North matchup, Baltimore and Cleveland, uh, Baltimore was in full control the whole game. Deshaun Watson, first drive of the game, pick six, looked like Baltimore was going to go on a route and win this game. Uh, they were up pretty good at halftime and, um, Cleveland stormed back. Uh, they got some defensive scores themselves. And uh, then they missed an extra point to tie the game in the fourth, but ended up getting the ball back and kicked a game-winning uh, field goal and won the game 33-31. to 31. And I say week in and week out, I do not know how this Cleveland team is 6-3. and three. No Nick Chubb. Their quarterback situation has been awful, but that defense has been good. So good yeah, for Yeah, how they put up 33 against one of the best defenses when, like, nobody had a good game. It's like it doesn't make any sense. Um, I think the running back had, yeah, he had 100 yards, but still uh, – Really, really weird here. Um, yeah, the next one we have here: Arizona, Atlanta. I don't know. What, I don't know what you want to make of any of this because Atlanta. Kyler Murray came back. That's all you can really talk about. Yeah, and so, James Conner. So Kyler came back and they won, but it wasn't like a convincing win. But that's to be expected. Arizona's still not good, but Atlanta. So they did start Heineke again, and he got hurt, and Ritter had to come back in, and I guess Ritter was you know fine, but they still lose the game, and, and Atlanta is just kind of a. They're not good, but they're still alive, and I hate that they are, And um, especially because there's other teams that are kind of uh, much better than Atlanta but have the same amount of wins. Um, so do you want to move on to this next game? Where 
I think the, you want to take this one? Yes. <laughs> I, I was alluding to it here. Uh, Detroit and the Chargers, great game if you're a neutral fan, I would say. Even, even if you're a fan of the Chargers, I think this was still a fun game to watch. I wasn't that depressed by the final outcome where uh, Detroit wins on a last-second field goal, 41-38. to 38. Um, I don't know what to, you're supposed to take from this game. Uh, the Chargers defense, I saw a stat since the beginning of 2022. Their defense is top 10 when they're playing bad teams, when they're playing below average offense. Which we saw in that Monday night game against yes. the Jets. And they're bottom five when they play top half offenses, which is like... But that happens because they get to play the Chiefs twice a year. I mean, yeah, but, but it, it, it's shown this year when they played... Um, and number one receivers always cook them, too, this year so far. So, like, Hill had a big game. Uh, St. Brown had a big game this week. And uh, Kelsey had a big game. Um, but that's that's kind of been the result. And it is it is strange. But they're, they've been taking care of business against bad teams. Um, so, we'll have to see how they do against Green Bay, who I think is a bad team uh, this next week. But um, what does that mean for what their defensive strategy is? Because that's – I think that's the well, – the takeaway from the Charger side is – I'm tired of seeing the Brandon Staley stats because it's just boring to me at this point. I know the defenses are bad. I want to know why they're bad. I don't want to know that they're bad. I know they are, but why? And that's something it's, it's, that's how my brain works is it drives me crazy because I want them to be good. I don't know. Is firing him actually going to solve the defensive problems? Because, uh, is that really, is that really the solution here, uh, to make them a playoff competitor every year? And I don't know because, uh, the quarterback played great. If they, yeah, the offensive line game. holds up and receivers get open and Herbert's healthy, they can put up points. I think they, that's Keenan Allen had a very good yeah. game. Um, so really oh. fun back and forth. By far, Keenan Allen's best game of the year 11 catches, 175, two touchdowns. No, no? He, he had like 18 catches and 220 yards against the Vikings. Oh, hey, yeah, Keenan Allen's <laughs> having a great season. Can we actually yeah. just like look at the stats really quick? I, I, Keenan Allen's got to be like leading the league in receptions or he's, something. He's not. He's got to be close, Andy. You got to at least give me close. Keenan Allen's okay, leading in, the league in receptions. receptions. Okay, I knew he wasn't in yards. Okay, but yeah, receptions tied with Diggs. I, see, Andy? Ooh, Diggs had like negative receptions. And also, I'd like to laugh at this. TJ Hawkinson, a tight oh, yeah. end, oh, yeah. number three. Yeah. Hold on. Can I actually like take You know, I have TJ Hawkinson fantasy, and I've won, well, I think, one game. So. Let me uh, actually like grab a quick. Adam Thielen is tied for sixth place. So that's strange. But yeah, this game featured uh, two of the best. Keenan Allen and uh, St. Brown who just looks... It's like he's legit. I think we've seen enough now. He's he's really good. So, um, but yeah, Keenan Allen. I think he's uh, top thirty now. I think all time in, in receptions or something like that. So, yeah, he's yeah, having a very good season. He's going up there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the other side is Detroit. Detroit's legitimately good. They can run the ball. They can pass. Uh, I don't think their defense is Super Bowl worthy, but sometimes maybe that doesn't matter. Uh, so I, I, I'm very interested to see how they do in the NFC playoffs this year, which uh, they're definitely going to be in there. They, they could even compete for a one seed. I think they're seven and two right now. Um, but it's like, can they beat uh, the Niners or the Eagles or the Cowboys in a playoff game? Uh, I think it'll be tough, but I'd like to see it. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, do we even want to talk about this next game? I'm going to go really close. I mean, really close. Wow. Really quick. Dallas played the Giants. Uh, they were... 17 and a half point favorites, which was the biggest uh, favorite so far this season. And they probably should have been more. But obviously, you know, Vegas won't make a line much bigger because, especially in the pros, because then all the money would be on one lopsided. Probably everybody would have taken the Giants, but you couldn't have made this spread big enough, in my opinion. And the 
Dallas Cowboys absolutely annihilated them. Easy victory. Uh, was never close. Uh, the Jets, I mean, sorry, not the Jets. The Giants, uh, they might not win again this year. I don't know. I just don't see a scenario without uh, Daniel Jones where they win another game this I, year. I think they're going to get Tyrod Taylor back eventually and they can pull off a game. But <clears throat> Yeah, maybe. But who knows? They might get to the point where they're like, is especially Daniel Jones hurting himself, like, do we get Caleb Williams? I mean, is there going to be a tank for Caleb Williams? Drake may. Um, we will find out, but it uh, wouldn't surprise me. But uh, that game was hard to watch. And like Andy pointed out to me yesterday, it was also the Fox game of the week, which embarrassing, like do better. 49 to 17 final. Just so bad. Also, Brandon Cooks. I mean, they brought him back from the dead. Nine catches, 173 yards and a touchdown. That looked like the Brandon Cooks that was playing with Drew Brees so many, like, you know, five years ago or so. So, um, yeah, Tommy DeVito, just 14 of 27, 86 yards. I mean, it looks like a bad college offense. 640 total yards for for Dallas. It's insane. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Andy, you want to take this next one? Because I actually watched I the Sunday night game. So I, okay, I know about nothing about one. Seattle, Washington. I know Seattle won, but it was close. Washington seems to keep games close. Yeah. But. No, yeah, not much. We don't, yeah, we don't need to go into detail with everything. But uh, this next game, though, the Vegas Raiders at home against the New York Jets. Uh, I watched that entire game. One of my good buddies of mine, uh, we watched it. He's a big Raider fan, uh, and it was it was what you expected. It was an ugly game, uh, sixteen to twelve final. But uh, the the Raiders held it off, and uh, there was a uh, they threw a hail mary at the end of the game, and. Uh, it almost looked like Coughlin, who almost who had a chance to catch it, had his hands on it. it. Almost looked like he was playing defense. I know they were. There were some things I saw on the internet that were like making fun of that. That it looked like he was trying to like, <laughs> excuse me, bat it down more than actually catch it. But uh, nonetheless, a uh, really hard game to watch. And I saw now that it's been uh, thirty-five straight possessions or so since the last time the Jets scored a touchdown. They didn't score against the Chargers, and they didn't score last night's. Or I mean, I'm sorry, on Sunday night against the Raiders. So. But don't worry, everybody, if you're uh, freaking out. You don't have to wait too long to see the Jets on TV again because they are the Sunday night football game this week. Uh, can you remind me, though, who they who they play this week on Sunday night football? They will be playing... Dun, dun, dun. The, I'm, oh, my gosh. What is happening? Oh, wait. They're not playing Sunday night football. I'm sorry. You know what it was? I was thinking of that they played Monday and then they played yeah. Sunday night football. You know what I got confused? Because the Denver Broncos just played Monday night, and then they're the ones that are back on Sunday night. So it's two weeks in a row where shitty offensive teams got a Monday night game, and then we're just going to throw them back on Sunday because if you couldn't get enough of that shit, shitty offense, we're going to throw it to you again. And I guess that can uh, transition us right into that Monday night game, which uh, Andy had two picks on this game, uh, which I should actually also note that my only win of the week also was uh, the Raiders plus a point and a half against the New York Jets. And uh, But yeah, so Andy... Yeah, the game didn't go as I thought. Um, I believed in Buffalo. They were my Super Bowl pick at the beginning of the year. I thought this is a, a game they're going to get right. Uh, you know, night game at home. Uh, they'll put up some points, and their defense has been struggling. So Denver won't get, like, shut out. So that was my logic there, over 46 and a half. Uh, what was it, 24? 22. 24-22 final. So a funky a, game. Two extra points know, missed by the Broncos. A half point away, but I also had Buffalo with seven and a half because I thought – I was expecting a pretty dominant performance, but uh, four turnovers for the Bills. They, they just can't keep the ball. Um, There's only one really bad interception from Josh Allen. The other interception he threw was 
uh, receiver dropping a pass and, you know, hits him in the hands and pops up. Uh, weird fumble where Josh Allen just dropped the ball before he handed it off. And Yeah, Josh uh, Josh Allen had a lot of turnovers it's, it's last really, night. It's really tough because Buffalo's offense is productive. Um, and so that's like a good sign. And it's like, but they can't score. Um, I think there's other problems with coaching. Uh, they ended up firing their offensive coordinator after yesterday. Who was that? Buffalo uh, did? Yeah. Oh, so I did not know that. Ken Dorsey, their offensive coordinator, is gone. Uh, clearly the scapegoat of their problems. You said Ken Dorsey? Here. Was that the same Ken Dorsey that, yes. that for the Miami Hurricanes? Wow. Um, so they, they showed it's that. because he's missing Willis McGahee and Jeremy Shockey. The final 25 games under Brian Dable, uh, the previous offensive coordinator, now the Jet, the Giants head coach, um, and the first 25 games, or the only 25 games under Ken Dorsey, uh, identical points per game. So there really wasn't a drop-off in offense, just that this season has gone, the last two games has gone bad, especially with turnovers. Um, but, yeah, last night, uh, what won the game, a, a very strange stretch uh, involving, I mean, we watched Peyton Manning do it, who's a Denver fan, which is always interesting to see, like, a fan kind of go through everything. But, um, where, yeah, yeah <laughs> Buff- Buffalo up by one. Uh, Denver trying to get the game-winning field goal, and they're kind of in like the no-man's land just across midfield, but not yet in field goal range. Um, Buffalo calls a great great, great defensive play call, get a sack, completely take Denver out of even re- reasonable field goal range. And now third and ten, this is kind of the game. Uh, if Denver gets like eight yards on that play, I think they'll try a long field goal. Yeah. If they get zero yards, they'll go fourth and fourth down. There's like a kind of lot of options. And Buffalo decides to blitz again. Which doesn't make sense because the, the benefit of a blitz would be knocking them further out of play, uh, field goal range, which they already weren't in. Uh, and it ends up going disastrous. Guy goes wide open. Uh, Wilson completely underthrows it. It ends up being a, a pass interference, kind of one of those cheap pass interference where the throw. But, was, but the right call, though. Well, the throw was so bad that it forced and the pass interference. Times like that are when I've always said that I don't like that pass interference in the NFL is spot. I always think it should be like college where it's just 15 yards. But, I mean, I guess you can look at it this both ways. This one This one. I know. I know. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, you never know, though, because he did miss the yeah, field guess, goal. So, so he had to, after the pass interference, that's where it even gets worse. Um, the Broncos kneel the ball a couple times to try they, to yeah, run they, the clock out and kick they the They did last. The, ask the, what, what do you call it? What's it called? The mayday. Mayday yeah. field goal. So you, you have no timeouts. You knee it and they they did the mayday field goal in the end of the first half which worked so they were already ready for the, it you have to run the field goal team out there and kick the field goal they actually had plenty of time to do it um uh, but they still had to do it and that means buffalo had to rotate their uh, field goal block team yep. on the field and they ended up with uh one extra guy and did you hear who that extra guy was no this, this is at least what i saw on instagram today which is a, a funny clip that i'll show you later but is it gonna be damar hamlin it was damar oh hamlin and you will laugh when I show you the clip that there's a, a very funny Instagram tag uh, handle out there called NFL like memes or whatever. And it's it's bad, but it's funny. But uh, anyway, I'll uh, I'll show you that in yeah, private so, off air. But so Denver misses the field goal, but gets another chance and, and then wins it there. So kind yeah. of one of the more brutal losses. Um, but I've I've seen those plenty of times. But um, yeah, it was funny watching Peyton Manning. There was a point where. Uh, Manning was calling. He said, "Call timeout, Sean. Call timeout, Sean." And I was like, "Peyton, they're both Sean. They're so uh, our Sean. Maybe would have liked this game. Both head coaches were named Sean, and uh, mm. I'm pretty sure Peyton Manning was talking to his coach, Sean Payton. Um, also, yeah, spelled the right way. 
Uh, McDermott is, I believe, the Sean Payton who sucks. Uh, smells the other oh. way. I actually don't. I actually don't know. They might. One of my be. dad's best friends spells it the other way. S H O N. Let me see here. I'll, I'll look that up while we. Uh... Did you say S H O. Yeah. That's not I don't it. like anyone spells it that way. Well, my dad's friend does. Okay. But he's also born in like the early '60s, so I mean, I don't know. Is How... his name Shown? <laughs> What's the other way you spell it? S H A W N. Oh, okay. who spells it? S H A W N. A woman Sean who's like Sean. No, Sean Green did not spell it S H A W N. Yes, he did. Did he? There's people that. There's a guy in my office that spells it that way. Ugh. Also, A U N. Did he, yeah. Andy? <laughs> I guess that, yeah, Sean White, I guess. But, all right, yeah. I mean, yeah, Sean Payton, that's what we're looking up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, how does he spell it? I got, I got distracted here. S H E A N. Okay. Which I figured, actually. I would know if S- I saw an S H A W N. S-H-E-A-N? Wow, Sean Green really did spell it S-H-A-W-N, huh? Jeez. I don't know. I don't agree with that. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. yeah. Who knew we were going to have a Sean debate here? There's 13 ways yeah. to spell one man's name. Sure is. But uh, yeah, so uh, but yeah, coming into this next week, we've got uh, a few good matchups. But, uh, you know, Andy and I... Uh, we're still struggling, but we're, we, I think at this point now we're, we're determined to at least, at least be above five hundred when the season ends. Right now, I'm five and ten. Uh, Andy's three and twelve. This is very unca- uncharacteristic of both of us, but uh, I'm going to go with a different strategy this week. Two out of my three picks are totals because I haven't done like any. T- I think I've done like one total so far, and I decided I got to switch things up. But uh, do you have your three picks? I don't, but I'm, I'm off okay. Then I'll, I'll go first. I'm going to go with. The Las Vegas Raiders at the Miami Dolphins over 46 points. I'm uh, basing this off of a website that I can look at lines at and stuff. What was it again? Uh, Dolphins and Raiders over 46. Reason I'm doing this is because, yeah, Raiders got a new head coach. Their defense has looked good, but that was against the Giants and the Jets. Uh, Every defense in the NFL can look good against them. They're going against a rested Miami team. It's on the road, and they've always talked about how Miami's got that nice home field advantage because they have the visitors in the sun and stuff like that. Miami's we've seen it already this year. Miami's especially against NF, uh, AFC West teams. Miami's not shy to put up a lot of points. So I think Miami comes out scores in the thirties. And I think the Raiders, you know, they're good enough. And Miami's defense isn't anything elite. Oh, see, it's already 47 and a half on this. So, I mean, it's been moving, but I, like I said, when I took it, when I saw it earlier, 46, so that's what I'm going with. Um, I, uh, I just like it. I think the Raiders can score some points, too. I mean, they're not an awful offense. Uh, they got playmakers, Dolphins defense, nothing amazing. So, yeah, I think uh, this could be, a, you know, like a 31-17 type game or something like 34-20, you know, something like that. So, I like that. What's uh, what's your first pick here, Andy? Uh, I'm taking Seattle plus one on the road against the Rams. Um, I don't know what the Rams are going to be like this week. I don't know if there's a Stafford coming back or anything like that. Uh, or if uh, what's his name is going to play? Uh, what's the guy they signed? Uh, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Um, but the Rams just haven't looked good in the last few weeks, and Seattle is just a better team. And uh, I hate to say it, but of course there's no there's no real home field uh, advantage with the with the Rams. So uh, absolutely um, not. So yeah, that's a that's a good pick. I think the Seattle should have uh, no problem in that game. Would you say you took Seattle at? Plus, oh, minus one. Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, it's Thank you. basically the same thing. I mean, if yeah. they're going to plus or they're going to minus, it's, you know, 
they can't tie. So, but anyway, my next one is another total here. I'm going to go with Dallas and Carolina. I'm going to go under uh, 42 is what I had when I was looking it up earlier. Uh, I see. You know what? I'm going to go with this one. 42 and a half. The ESPN has it at 42 and a half. I'm going to go with that because, you know, I looked at it earlier today, but I'm going to go with it as it's live on the show, except for my over. I'm going to give myself the advantages here because give myself everything I can get. Uh, my main reason for this is I saw a stat too that said how Carolina has just not been allowing points in the first quarter this year for whatever reason. They're just they've been a, they've covered like every game in the first quarter this season. So at home, I think obviously they do something that makes that happen. I know C.J. Stroud does a lot of short pass or not C.J. Stroud. I'm sorry, Bryce Young does a lot of short passes. Uh, so I think the clock's going to be constantly moving. I don't see Carolina being able to. Uh, do much with the ball against this Dallas defense. And I don't think Dallas is going to come out on the road in Carolina and score 40. I don't, I don't even know if they're going to score over 30. I think it'll be, you know, it's just on the road. It's a team that they're probably not that stoked about. So I could see this being a, a weird, ugly game where Dallas wins like 27 to 13 or something like that. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with that under in this game. So uh, yeah. What about you, Andy? What do we got here for your second pick? I'm taking Jacksonville minus six and a half against uh, Tennessee, which I think Tennessee is ready to call it quits on the season. Jacksonville got humiliated, so they're going to want to actually, uh, you know, keep pace here. They don't want to lose again. So, uh, you know, less than a touchdown there. I, I, I like that. Yeah, no, I agree. Jacksonville needs to take their emotions out on somebody. And I think Tennessee is a perfect team because Derrick Henry, too, coming off of a very bad game. They didn't even really feed him. So. Yeah, I like I like that pick. I think uh, especially the number at six and a half, you know, you win a game, you know, if it's seven and a half, that's when you start to be like, oh, but, you know, six and a half is a good number to have. Uh, my last one I'm going to take here, Andy. Take me to the Monday night game. I want that. I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles. So I had it at plus three on the site. I'm going to go with like that I had earlier. So I'm going to go with that because I don't know how updated these are. Again, I'm doing things that are for my advantage, half a point or so. Um, because here's the team that beat you in the Super Bowl. So, you know, you're going to want that thing. Uh, but also, three points is a good amount. I mean, that's, you know, we we saw a game last night, you know, come down to two points, a primetime Monday night game. Uh, I mean, I can see this game coming down to a field goal. But the Eagles, you know, they, they're they coming off a bye, so are the Chiefs, that's fine. But I think the Eagles are going to want this game a little bit more, especially the fact that it's primetime Monday night. You got the Kelsey brothers going after each other. 100,000% Taylor Swift will be at that game too because it's her boyfriend going against his brother. Well, I think she's still going to be in South America. Well, then if she's still going to be in South America, then I think that gives the edge to Jason Kelsey. Right? That's his name? Yes. So, I like that. Give me the the Eagle Kelsey brother. What you know what's funny is he was uh, on a – I was watching him on – I think it was the Manning Cat. No, what, Thursday Night Football. Thursday Night Football yeah. about how he's actually was like voted the most popular player athlete in Philadelphia. And they talked about how over Bryce Harper and stuff. And he was like, yeah. So I think that's that's pretty cool for him. So go Eagles. Uh give me the three. They're eight and one. Uh Chiefs are seven and two. And I think honestly, I think the Chiefs go to seven and three. I I, I just think the Eagles have more weapons. So give me that. Oh, Andy. All right. I'm <laughs> doubling down. It's Buffalo. Like the- <laughs> Buffalo minus seven. Just come on. Against <laughs> the Jets. It's home, it's home against the Jets. <laughs> Jets have looked really bad. Like this could be a because they are really bad. Zach Wilson this and could be a twenty two to four game somehow the Jets will put up four points and also I do like this because the fact that this is one of the Bills five losses was to the New York Jets uh, that was in the emotional 9-11 game where Rodgers tore his ACL they had everything going on 
Uh, I agree. I, I think if Bills lose this game, or not even lose this game, I think even if this game is close, then there's actual concerns with the Bills. And if the Bills lose this game, the season's over. Because they do still have the Chiefs and uh, Eagles on their schedule. There's no coming back physically or mentally if you lose this game. They need to come out and show the world that, hey, we're still here. They got to win this game like 35 to nothing. But, all right. Yeah, those are, uh, hopefully we come back and have a strong week. Maybe a winning week for once. Maybe one of us goes 3-0. That'd be nice. Hasn't happened yet. Or just bet against us. Yeah. Like, you'd be a billionaire right now if you bet, if you bet yeah. against me. Yeah. Well, yeah, me too, actually. I mean, us in total. I mean, we are combined. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, like 3-12. Th- and 12, that's 8 and like, 22. Wow. Again, like you do like a monkey goes in blind. You can't, well, you can't go 3-12. The and guys 12. I was always listening to say it's like a, a drunk baby flipping a quarter yeah. and just going with whatever the baby does. Going 3-12 and 12 is pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, they actually have those things where... If you pick the most losers, you can win too. Like they have tournaments like that because it's just as impressive as picking the most winners if you're doing it spread wise, obviously. But yeah, I think that's going to wrap us up here. All right. Well, you've been listening to episode 350 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean and joined with me, we had Off Road Andy. Yes, thank you. And Tony Katz. Yes, thanks for listening. Tell a friend. We'll see you later.